News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Thank you for point, joining us, folks, on this Sunday morning. I'm Bob Sekoler, and hopefully you'll stick around to the finish of the show. we got a lot of stuff going on with us this week. Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. They do an incredible job getting you pre-approved and to the closing table. And by the way, they have this incredible rate we'll talk about in a second uh, that will just blow you away, even though everyone else is up there in the sixes, Randy's in the fours, and we'll talk about that. You can reach him at Swan Financial at 6450736. Also here, Chuck Crosby. He is the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. And not only do wills, which we'll talk about in this show, a question about it that's so important, powers of attorney, real estate closings, landlord-tenant uh, problems, foreclosure defense, and a variety of other things. You can reach Mr. Crosby, Chuck, at 499-6360. Also here, back by popular demand, Yay. son Craig, who is returning with us. And so thrilled to have him here. That's great. And you can uh, reach me. And by the way, Greg does our marketing and photography and so much more. You can reach me if you're looking to sell your home this year or buy a house. We've got a team of agents who can help you and to uh, sell your house. I am there to come out in person well, for free, no obligation analysis. We can talk about the process as long as you want. And then uh, however you want to handle it down the road, we can get it together and put it on the market and sell it at your time rate. You can reach me at 376-5483 or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com. Coming up a little later in today's show, 11 mistakes that you should never make with your fireplace. Greg is here to tell you about one of the ones that he made, and we'll recap some of the other problems we've identified over the past number of years. First, let's go to the uh, questions we're getting off of our email. Thanks for doing our Zoom show. So you can see a copy of this show by going to louisvilleanswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel where these videos and the shows are held. That's louisvilleanswers.com. All right. So Chuck Crosby we talk about wills all the time and here's an example of why everybody needs one hannah sent this uh, apparently her father is uh, uh, d dying in hospice and he's not coherent he did not leave a poa or will and she's wondering is there anything she can do now that he's in this condition chuck no once uh, once you're in a position where you're not competent uh either adjudicated uh, that is a judge says you're not competent or you are in fact not competent uh you can't do anything. It's too late at that point. That's why I'm always uh, hammering on it. It's like yeah. uh, when when you need that durable power of attorney, it's too late to get it. So prepare now is what you're yeah. saying. Just do it now. I mean, it's an yeah. easy document to put together, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, it needs to be done. Greg, did I hear that uh, you've already done your will? Yeah. In fact, I need to update my will because, um, yeah. you know, as life changes and you grow and you yeah. things shift under your life or, or shift for the good or bad, you got to you got to be able to update it so that your wishes are best spelled out. You know, yeah, Chuck did mine a number of years ago, so that's good. And may have to update that as well. So, yeah, good stuff. And so, again, we'll give out Chuck's phone number. But um, I mean, there are a lot of attorneys who do wills. I just can tell you, uh, having worked with Chuck, he's a great guy, does a, a good job. We move over to Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial with his first question. Megan sent us an email regarding PMI. It's private mortgage insurance. Apparently, Megan paid her mortgage down below 78%. Is it 80% that you have to be below, Randy? 78 without an appraisal. Okay. Well, she was ahead of her amortization schedule. And in fact, Megan says she's at 76% of the loan to value on the house. But she says she's now being denied removal of PMI insurance. And she doesn't understand why. 
Right. And is that uh, legal? The uh, no, it isn't. If it's conventional, if it's a uh, if it's FHA, it stays on the life of the loan now. So that's probably what happened. She has an FHA loan. So, and the only thing she could do would be to refi. But typically, the with the rates, unless she goes to your Go ahead and give your NMLS number and then well, tell well, the, 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 the Well, the other thing is she can yeah. go to the Department of Financial Institutions on that because if, she, if she's conventional, they, they cannot deny her not getting the PMI. Um, uh, so that's what I would do first before I would consider refinancing. Right, but if she's FHA, then the only way to do this is really to refi into a conventional loan. Into a conventional loan, but sometimes right now it makes more sense to stay in an FHA loan even with the PMI. So uh, uh, it just depends on the credit score and the loan value. Even with but your, said, did you say seventy six or seventy eight percent? Well, seventy six is where she's at right now. She said. So then yeah. she needs. She it might very well be that she needs to pay off and get to that seventy eight percent first. If she is a conventional, oh, they're not giving her any. She's, she's gone past, past that. Yeah, she's at seventy six. Uh, seventy eight is the the it's cutoff higher. without an appraisal. It's yeah. higher. So seventy six, she for sure. Would qualify if she's a conventional mortgage. I was, I, I was just, I was just doing it the reverse way. I was just saying, yeah, right, yeah. That's the other way. Yeah, yeah Greg is working out by the way right now on the Sunday morning, so he's, uh, he's joining us from. You got to get it in. So yeah, if well, I say can, something, yeah. if you find the same mistake, just let me know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we will, of course, quickly. All right, let's of move course. back over to Chuck Crosby. Daniel sent us uh, this heartbreaking email. His dad passed away late last year, left a will. That's good, stating that Daniel and his sister have half of everything including the home. But apparently, Daniel says his dad's ex-girlfriend girlfriend uh -oh. vandalized the house, took everything out of it, including Daniel's dad's um, clothes and uh, kitchen appliances. And the will stated that she was not to get anything in the estate. So now she, he's questioning how uh, should he, Daniel, and his sister proceed? Is it legal? Does he go after the ex-girlfriend legally? Well, this this is when you call the police because if yeah, she yeah. didn't own the stuff and she took it out, well, that's theft. Uh, now the question is, you got to be able to prove whose it was, right? But and that you know, she took it, yeah, and that she took it. So you know, you've got burdens of proof here, but uh, you know, if somebody takes the stuff out of your house, that's a call to the police. Apparently, the house wasn't broken into, so someone had to have a key. And yeah, well, did, she, yeah. And, did she live there, know, right? Inside job. <laughs> yeah, right. There's no way, no two ways yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah but what, what you run into, uh, and, and I've had this happen before, is where uh, live-in girlfriend uh, doesn't get along with the kids or with the ex-wife. Um, you know, he says, oh, hey, I'm buying you this couch as a present or mm. this TV or whatever, and it's all in his name, all his money. But, you know, he said, hey, this is our stuff. Mm. So that when when he passes and girlfriend leaves, she takes what was in her mind, her stuff. Uh, I've seen it go that route. I've also seen it go the other route where they just pillaged. Um, so it, it's just a matter of you got to get your ducks in a row and prove which uh, scenario you're looking at. And that could be problematic. So it could guess, be. It let, could be. Let, and probably the best thing to do is to tell the kids or your heirs who what she's getting you shouldn't get. And in this case, he wrote that the will stated that she wasn't to get anything. So I think that's pretty clear cut at that point. Well, yeah, but the, the question is, what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if if I go out and buy a TV and, you know, we split the, you know, there's there's going to be the definition of what is it that he has the right to give away? Uh, for instance, he could say, oh, oh, and I've seen it happen where a will will say, I want uh, Chuck to have my, you know, diamond stick pin or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but the diamond stick pin's already been given away. Mm -hmm. That's not a valid uh bequest you don't track the person down that has a stick pin and take it back so if at some point he said hey here's this tv for you 
you know, whatever, yeah. uh, that that could, in fact, uh, not be uh, part of that will. Got it. But again, it's proof. What proof? We'll move on. Uh, have you ever tried to sell your house, folks, and you didn't get any offers? And you're wondering, are there buyers out there? Well, we have buyers, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of buyers that we can show you. If you want to have access to it, uh, we're ready to help you. Go to bobhasbuyers.com, bobhasbuyers.com, and then fill out the form, send it in, and I'll get in contact with you. We move back over to Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. Andrew just got turned down for a mortgage to buy a home. Mm -hmm. And in this email, Randy, he is asking us to go over one of the most common mistakes a buyer can make when applying for a loan that would get them turned down. So I've got a couple of things here. One and I, I'll name the topic. You give me a one line as to why that's important. Okay. Well, let me give you the first common mistake. Okay. Is not using Swan Financial. And let there me tell you. There you go. Uh, okay. No, and I sincerely mean this. Over uh -huh. a bank or a captive lender, because we have... 50 different companies and underwriters that want our business that have different programs. And we can qualify a lot more people than uh, one, a person that only has one set of products. But go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So here we go. Do not deposit large sums of cash. Why? Uh, if you deposit large sums of cash, you have to you have to source it. it but if it's past 60 days before you close, then you're, you're fine. Okay. You can, you can make that work. And we ask people usually to put that in the savings account. So we don't even have to look what else they're transacting on checking. So, uh, but if it's inside 60 days, that is a problem because you have to source where you got that money from. Do not make any large purchases. Uh, because of debt to income. Uh, you, 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 you don't want to make a, a large purchase and finance it because now your debt compared to your income uh, changes. Don't co-sign loans for anyone. Uh, same thing, debt to income, because now you're, if, if that person you co-sign for does not uh, fulfill the obligation. They're coming after you. So it's, it's part of your debt to income ratio. Do not switch bank accounts. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we can, we can work through that. Uh, it, it you, cause you just take the statement from the last account to the new one, uh, but it's, just, it's just easier for underwriting to see it, but that that's not a necessity. Do not apply for new credit cards or credit. Yes. Yes. Uh, do not apply because, again, you have a debt to income ratio. We had to do a letter of explanation, even if you decide not to do it. So the staying out of uh, getting any new credit is uh, a must or it, it's not a must, but it's a great idea to do. All right. Final one. Do not close any accounts. I, that right. would be kind of unusual. Right. Why is that? Uh, the reason is, is then if you close the accounts, it could change your credit score. And it's something that you just don't want to do. Just kind of do everything status quo. If we have you approved, keep everything kind of going the same way. Uh, and then and then once you close, then you can start moving things if you need to. Got it. All right. Now, if there are any changes, of course, discuss with your lender. They'll make sure they know and get yes. them to approve it first. I think that's important. Yes, too. that's correct. All right. Very good. If you want to see uh, what people are saying about us in terms of reviews of our Sekolar team, you can head to LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com. We made it easy for you to check our reviews out. Back over to attorney Chuck Crosby and his closing office. Brittany purchased a house last year where the listing said that the countertops were granite. The windows had been upgraded to triple pane. The condo association is responsible for the replacement of the roof. But Brittany did not have an inspection mm -hmm. because the market was so hot she was afraid of losing the deal. So now she's finding out that the countertops were not granite. The windows were only double pane. Condo Association says she's responsible for her portion of the roof if and when it needs to be replaced. So is there anything she can do at this point, Chuck, six months after purchasing the condo well, and moving months, into yeah, it? Yeah, that's not, that's not too far down the road. Uh, statute of limitations haven't passed. Okay. Um, I mean, saying that it's uh, – 
granite when it's not? What's the comparable difference? So what we need to look at is whether or not it's a substantial misrepresentation. Mm. If I tell you the glass came from Italy, but it came from Spain, is that really a difference? It's still glass, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But granite and, you know, if it's Formica, well, that's, there's, there's a significant monetary uh, issue there. And the price was based on what uh, their understanding of. uh, of Well, okay. Well, here's my question to that, Chuck. Here's my question to that, because generally if it's not a cash transaction, an appraisal is going to be done. Right. Yeah. So even if let's say the agent misrepresented the listing, Mm -hmm. And I, and you know, this would be a case study, maybe to the answer, but if the buyer walks through and they, I would hope the buyer would, would be able to tell the difference between Formica and Granite, right? I mean, you would, yeah. you would hope, you would hope the buyer's agent. But the other right. side. There are differences between Granite. There's, you know, yes. the, the high Granite and then there's the, you know, the low composite, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a variety of prices. So going uh, back so, to your point of yeah. like damages and, and those things, you know, even if there is, is there any competency on the buyer for not catching that? Even if there wasn't an inspection, the buyer walked through the house. Maybe they did a final walkthrough and they signed off. And be what a reasonable person would do. You walk through, you right. look at it. I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between granite and uh, the composite. I, I just can't sure. do it. And I've looked at them. Uh, sure. So I, I can't tell the difference. And I think I would be considered a fairly sophisticated purchaser. Um, the thing right. is, do you ever really as a realtor or um, as a seller want to go into something where you admit, yeah, I misrepresented that, but hey, no harm, no foul. Yeah, well, no, right. no, put, never, put you, never. So what's the stat- behind the eight ball? What is the statute of limitations on this? So this is six months. Is it a year well, from when you purchase it? Well, is there? Well, a, it's it starts from when you knew or should have known. Yeah. Okay. And there's there's different statutes of limitations that can apply in these situations. Uh, the shortest <laughs> the shortest one's going to be a year. So, uh, you know, get everything done as quickly as you can. Plus, the longer time goes on, uh, you know, the less your oh hey this was a big deal to me is going to be uh, sure. uh, a believable argument. You know, five years down the road, you go, oh, hey, I hate the whatever. And <laughs> I need yeah. a new countertop. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, sending the hamburger back to the kitchen after you've eaten three-fourths of it. I've seen that happen. Not with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen it happen, though. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, by the way, 11 mistakes you should never make with your fireplace, one of them that Greg already made. Continuing with us, Chuck Crosby. He's the owner of the Crosby Law Offices. <laughs> And does a variety of things, including a great job at closings. But remember the wills. We've already had a question about that. Powers of attorney and other things. 499-6360. If you're looking to uh, get a home loan, Randy Rocky is a guy you want to talk to over at Swan Financial. They can help you get pre-approved and to the closing table. You can reach Randy at 645-0736. And as you're about to hear in a commercial, he has incredible rates and they're legit deals here. Also, son Greg, who does our marketing photography and so much more, is actually working out already, but stopped long enough to join us on this show. And you can reach me, Bob Sikola. You're thinking of selling or buying. I'd love to talk to you. Come out to our pre-no-obligation ideas, planning of what can be done. Um, Just call me, 502-376-5483, or go to BobSellsLouisville.com. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. 
If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Welcome to the future of home ownership with Swan Financial. Here's Randy Rocky. Say farewell to the high mortgage rates with our game-changing solution, the interest rate buster. Listen to this. We redefined the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, offering unprecedented rates between 5 and 6% APR for the entire loan duration. For more information on how to get that loan, call Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 502-645-0736. That's 645-0736. NMLS 26362 and 2473. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour, continuing with us. Randy Hockey, Swan Financial, 645-0736 is the direct number. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, they do a great job of closings and wills and powers of attorney and landlord-tenant disputes, a variety of other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Son Greg is here with, uh, he's working out, but he's stopping to talk to with us. Uh, he does our marketing and photography, and you can reach me, Bob Sikoler, if you're thinking of selling this year or beyond. That's easy. Call me free. No obligation. We'll talk. I can come out. We can review. 376-5483 or bobsellslouisville.com. All right. So 11 mistakes you should never make with your fireplace. What number one is skimping on maintenance. Important to make sure it's properly maintained. Chimney sweep. Have them check it on a regular basis. Also, not minding the mantle. So, Greg, uh, let's get into this just a quick. I don't want to belabor it. Yeah. But- so it wasn't, it wasn't a mistake. It was a design decision, delayed design decision. And we thought we could go without a mantle in our design. And it, the fireplace put out too much heat. I burned a TV. And uh, now, as Randy mentioned earlier off the show, when we were discussing this, he has a, a TV over his fireplace too. It's high enough above the fireplace and mm-hmm. he has not burned his TV. So each fireplace has different spec manufacturer standards. You make sure that you don't have combustible materials too close. Those type of things are big mistakes, but don't put a TV too close if there's too much heat. Pay attention. Yeah. And Greg will tell you why. Uh, remember, <laughs> uh, things change. You want to keep your mantle and fireplace up to date with the way the style is. Letting clutter accumulate things on top of that mantle can make it look old and outdated. Letting ash built up in build up in your fireplace, you want to make sure it's cl- properly cleaned and maintained. 
Uh, again, we talked about suspending a TV screen. Not so good if you're, you don't have a mantle and be careful where you put it. Uh, don't forget about carbon monoxide risks because it does put out carbon monoxide. So make sure you have a detector somewhere close. Burning the wrong wood can be a problem. There's certain types that your, uh, your fireplace is approved to use. Skipping the screen can be a no-no with those embers jutting out, possibly catching the rug on fire, forgetting to open or close the flue before or after, and not anticipating for emergencies. You want to be vigilant when using a fireplace and you have a fire extinguisher handy. So those are some of the things that uh, you need to watch out if you have a fireplace and you're using them this year. We move over to more questions. Thomas owns a condo, Chuck Crosby, here in Louisville in a three-story building. Apparently, the condo unit above his developed a leak in the bathroom that worked its way down into Thomas's bathroom. It destroyed the ceiling above his tub. And so now Thomas is trying to figure out who's going to pay for the damage to the bathroom. He would presume it's going to be the tenant or the condo owner above his. But is that standard? Would you, what would you well, say? Well, you, you've got it. Well, there is no standard. E each condo association is going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but typically, if it's something that... Uh, uh, where the guy right above you has a leak and it damages something below you. Well, first off, you have to determine what portion of all this is is the condo going to take care of. If there is a portion, well, great, it's taken care of. That portion that's not taken care of, well, it's like anything else. If I come into your house and you know start pouring water on your rug or whatever, and I cause damage in there, um, well, you're going to come after me for it. Now, the way I've seen it roll out with condos is. Uh, when you have a condo, there's an insurance policy that covers the things the condo is responsible for. And then there's a policy that butts up to it for each individual unit owner. Uh, at least you ought to be getting that. Uh, certainly, if you have a loan, you're going to have it. If if you're buying it cash, you still want to get it. Um, and you would, uh, you would contact that insurance company because you want to have that thing fixed, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then typically they go after the other person. Um, that's how I've seen it roll out generally in cases where there aren't insurance, you just sold. So um, small claims court come into this? Uh, well, it depends on the, the dollar amount. Uh, yeah. if it's over 2,500 bucks, you're going to be in district court or circuit court. Got it. All right. Back over to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Randy, Elizabeth sent us an email saying that she just inherited a house from her father who passed away. The mortgage lender will not uh, we won't name for obvious reasons, wants to charge Elizabeth a fee for assuming the mortgage. She's wondering, is that legal? Uh, it's, it used to not be that way. And probably Chuck would be able to tell you that you just assume a VA loan. And, the, and that was what it was uh, on what they're charging now is up to a half a point is what I understand to assume a loan. So I, I, I would assume it is legal. Uh, because it, they're doing it now, we're used to. You didn't even have to. You didn't even have to give an application or a credit score. No. You was just assumed the loan, no matter what. But now that's all changed in the last twenty years. Wow. All right, back over to uh, Chuck Crosby. The Crosby Law Office. Alice says she listens to our show every week. Has a problem regarding disclosure. She sold the home last year that she owned and is now being sued because she did not disclose that a new subdivision was being built behind her home. Alice says it was public information. She did not feel she had to disclose it. What are your thoughts, Chuck? I don't know that you have to disclose that. Um, I, I can see where there might be a problem if they came up and said, hey, uh, is there a subdivision being built back behind here? And she said, oh, absolutely not. I can see a problem there, but uh, I 
don't know that you could be reasonably held to that uh, hmm. standard. Now, that's not to say that uh, you can't sue any, everybody for anything. Right. Uh, the question is, are you going to win? Um, you know, if uh, she knew that that was something that they were particularly interested in, you know, they're, you know, no, I, I'm still not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm thinking there's a really hard row to hoe there to uh, make a seller liable for that. Okay. All right. That Hopefully that helps yeah. Thomas uh -huh. with that information. Randy Rocky over at Swan Donna is a happy lady this morning. She's inheriting a good chunk of change, she says uh -huh. in this email. And Donna is wondering, can she pay off her mortgage early? Uh, yes, absolutely. And there should be, not be a prepaid penalty with pretty much every mortgage now. Uh, uh, there, there are certain situations on if you're not getting a mortgage from Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that you can't pay it off. But she'll have to look at the documents to make sure. But I would assume that she does not have a prepayment penalty. And if she does, it should not last, worst case scenario, over three years. So she'd have to be in the house three years and then she could pay it off if that was the case? Uh, worst case, but more than there's a 99% chance, 99.9, .9, that she can pay it off at any time. Okay, good. And where would someone go to look to find that information if it's payable? Uh, she can call me and I can go over that with her okay. and we can go through it uh, or talk to Chuck. Uh, right uh, on the note. The lender, or call the lender. But it's really? on the note. Is it where, where, yeah, yeah it's on right, the on the, right on the note. And, and the she, sixth paragraph down generally. Right, right. And oh. – and it should, she should be able to call the lender and say it paid off. Now, they might not encourage her to do it, and they might not tell her something. But, yes, Chuck is correct on the note. All right. And so she, if she gives us her closing, what her closing was, it would be easy to be able to look at it and say, hey, you don't have a prepayment penalty, or you do. Yeah, she may not have the note handy, but that should be accessible through the closing attorney is what you're saying. Right. Right. Exactly. Back over to Chuck Crosby at the Crosby Law Office. William is building a new house in Henry County. He wrote us in an email with a concern. The well, Chuck, for his new home was drilled six inches onto his neighbor's lot by mistake. The builder's refusing to uh, the issue of making it his problem. The septic engineer from the county says the well should have been drilled much closer to the actual home. So there's a problem between him, William, and his builder. He's wondering how does he proceed? How, how should a homeowner proceed with a dispute with their builder? It's so not, has it closed or not? Does he own the land or he, not? He uh, says he's building the house, so it hasn't closed. And okay. I don't know whether he owns the land. Yeah, if you own the land and you're having a house built on it, uh, there's, you know, there's different uh, practicalities involved. If you mm -hmm. don't own the house, you have more leverage, say, to say, well, you know, I'm just not buying it. Uh, you know, the code folks have said this isn't where it ought to be. Put it where it ought to be or we've got a problem if there's loans involved uh are, is he going to be able to get a certificate of occupancy if the well isn't properly situated right. all this stuff kind of comes into play if he already owns the lot well you know now you've got all this stuff that was put up there uh you're you're kind of stuck with what you've got on your land so then it's just a typical hey we contracted to do a you didn't do it and let the courts decide from there uh so there, there's different practical ways of going about it but uh my first thought is if the code folks are saying it's not in the right spot uh that gives you an awful lot of pull to say hey put it in the right spot or this just isn't closing and the lender will be involved in that if you can't get a co you're not going to get a loan out True. Hey, Greg. Well, my question would be, yeah. I was going to say, my question would be, you know, who, how, how did the well get drip put in the, in the wrong spot? Because yeah. you're going to have people come out there and do surveys. These builders mm -hmm. are going to be very specific before they break ground. 
um, a competent builder. Now, you know, well, and, yeah, and, now you're now you're assuming a few right, things. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was getting ready to back that up with that answer. I'm assuming I'm assuming that the builder is competent because and, and, and I'm not necessarily defending all builders, but we've had cases where the clients are involved in certain steps. So if, if he owned the land and he started that process and he the, the homeowner, the landowner was in contact with the septic, well, if they put it in the wrong place and they and they and we're assuming they're competent too, because they should know where the right and wrong place to put a well in uh, is as well. So somebody did something wrong and that's yeah, what you're gonna chuck but, to uh, I'm you, just, yeah. I'm I'm just reminded of uh when I first came to Kentucky in nineteen eighty six, I was uh, doing stonemasonry and construction work. And uh I remember seeing builders walk off the lots they say well here's this spot my my stride is so many feet and now we're marking really? out yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. based on that uh also uh with determining where there's a well i'm reminded of a case i think it's down in washington county where um let's just say the uh, uh the judge allowed evidence of a person using dowsing rods wow wow you know the, the the little forked whatever go out there right, and right, to find the, know where the water's at or yeah i've i actually saw a court case down there where the judge allowed evidence uh provided by uh a water witch i think they call them yeah right yeah the, well yeah there's a hot, name for it hot, hot, hot profession hot profession all right yeah. we are we are out of time guys uh interesting conversation hopefully that helped uh with that question a reminder if you want to see what sellers are saying about us you can go to louisville sellers talk Com. That's LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Our thanks to Chuck Crosby, the owner of the Crosby Law Offices, who does wills, living wills, powers of attorney, durable powers of attorney, health care surrogate information, and a variety of, of course, let's not forget real estate closings. You can reach Chuck 499-6360. Also, Randy Rocky, spectacular job, Swan Financial, as you heard in the commercial, an incredible mortgage rate, and it's legit. Call Randy to get more information at 645-0736. My thanks to my son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. We're stopping from his workout this morning to uh, work with us. And then if you're looking to sell your home now or in the future, please don't hesitate. Give me a call. I'll come out for a free, no-obligation uh, estimate of discussion of what the plan should be in the path. Uh, and if you're looking to buy, we've got agents that will be able to help you as well. Simply give me a call anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483, or go to Bob sells louisville.com we're out of time see you next sunday on news radio 840 whas